1: Yes,
2: it is the final, final crisis. Exactly, that's what we're talking final about. Final Crisis Part
3: Seven. It's or as I like over. to call it, F. Matthew, what are some <laughs> general thoughts on this uh, on this issue? I really, I I'm of mixed
2: emotions. I liked parts of it, and the parts of it that I liked were. Grant Morrison does this thing where he will give you a, a just a little vignette of a story that feels like it's a piece of a huge overarching plot that's so enormous that you don't know what it's about or you don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's what and I don't like. It reminds me of when I was a kid when I was first reading comics and I was reading Avengers and this Wolverine character showed up and I'm like, who the heck is this guy? And that, you know, leads you into an explanation of the X-Men and Alpha Flight and all these other things. And especially the original Crisis, which was kind of my foothold into the multiple universes, the alternate realities, really. Yeah. When you look at, and here's the Legion, and here's the Outsiders, and here's the Doom Patrol. At that point in time, many of these characters hadn't been seen for months or years. Right. And all of a sudden, there's alternate universes filled and filled with people it really it worked for me on that level and then there was the general sense of there comes a point in that where my mind goes this is interesting and it feels really cool to be at that point where i feel like a kid again who doesn't know anything right but i i do i have you know a pretty strong background with the dc universe and these characters so part of my brain was just going yeah but that that just doesn't make sense
3: you know, what, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what struck me about this issue? It's, it's like channel surfing your television. It's like you're flipping through and you're just so bored that you're flipping through 200 different <laughs> stations. And each time you make a pass, you get a little glimpse of whatever is happening. But you really don't know what the heck's going on. And so that's my mm. problem with this whole issue. Uh, yeah. The issue starts off with uh, Barack Obama in the White House. Uh, turns out he really is Superman.
2: Nice. <laughs> that's not barack obama
3: what come on
2: that's the alternate universe superman of uh, earth uh something
3: well apparently he's joined by a uh, uh, uh black wonder woman right and have we seen these characters before i know these characters have been around
2: nubia is a familiar name in wonder woman lore nubia was uh kind of a a Essentially a Tyrock-type character, somebody Ah, who was created to, you know, retcon into Wonder Woman's backstory the existence of an African-American character. Okay. And Hmm. she popped around for a bit. But these are – these is an alternate universe. That we've never seen before. That I am unfamiliar with, yeah.
3: So they're blowing the horn of Jericho, and the wall comes crumbling down in the form of a giant yellow submarine with Which comes through the bleed. With uh, George, Paul, Ringo, and that other guy.
2: Renee and...
3: Yeah, and a bunch of Superman. Billy Preston? Yeah, Billy Preston, that's the guy. Billy Preston. What did you think?
2: <laughs> How I'm surprised, you? You know, I, I'm I'm surprised
3: that uh, Renee would use foul language. I don't think we've seen her use foul language before in any other series, so it really kind of struck she, me when she jumps out and says, I don't blank and believe this, a whole blank and universe, and they all look like you guys. Or a whole blank and <laughs> multiverse. And, of course, then we see... All these characters that right. are from, uh, obviously they're Superman takes, but they're from different universes. Right. Uh, who do we have here? We've got Captain Marvel from Earth-5. Uh, Earth-5, 5.
2: Earth 5, which was kind of the retconned new Earth version of Earth-S. Right. I don't recognize anybody else here directly.
3: What, who's that At white guy? That's f- not the authority, is it?
2: No. Okay. Uh, Apollo is not from the authority. The guy with the uh, the toga? Yeah, Ozzy Davis. I no. I thought he was. uh I thought he was a character from Top Ten for a moment. Oh, okay. But um further investigation has proved that not to be true. The gentleman in the back on the right kind of resembles Overman, who was a character from Grant Morrison's Animal Man series. Well, that but looks, I don't know if the that's
3: big it. O on his chest. Hmm. Indeed, I do. Dig the artwork by. uh What's his name? Monkey, Monkey,
2: Doug Monkey, yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, this page where we go to the next page and we see what's left of, I don't know, what's left of, of Earth, uh, Earth Prime, not Earth Prime, but New Earth. It's like we've got uh, the Justice, or the, I'm sorry, uh, the uh, Justice League Watchtower merged with. Uh-huh. Uh, the fortress of solitude merged with the Teen Titans tower and whatever is that other one that's sticking off the edge? I didn't know if that was still part of the Watchtower or not. But that's all uh, that's left what? of this Earth. That doesn't make any sense. But well, I but I do love the fact that all this lightning going around. When you look at it, it's it's skulls. It's death chattering at the door.
2: Ooh, I didn't catch that until right now.
3: It's pretty. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. That's cool, and I love how. And I don't know who's doing this narration. I don't know if it's Power Girl or Frankenstein or Starman, but I love how they. Oh, that's that's right. I love how they're referencing all these different characters popping in, such as the uh, uh, Metal Men from Earth forty four and their human version of Doc Tornado, and then they went berserk in the magnetic field and they committed technocide. Technocide.
2: (laughs) Technocide. Wasn't that? No, never mind.
3: I I went for a joke and it failed. Okay, when we flip to the next page, this is where I have the big problem, because in issue six, we saw Batman die uh, by this writer's hand. And so this is taking place, this makes me wonder if we're looking at a different Earth, are we looking at a different universe, or are we looking at some point far in the future? Because if we look in this big spread, we have a lot of Batman's trophy room in here. So we've got the penny. We've got the Batman cowl, which would imply that he's already dead and they've encased his, you know, they've put it essentially in a trophy room. Mm -hmm. Then we see Hawkman's helmet and Hawkman, uh, just to kind of spoiler it a couple pages from now, he dies. And -hmm. then we see the Wonder Woman mask that she's been wearing all this time. That's there on display in the trophy room. It doesn't make any sense. Is that Wonder Woman's mask? Well, you know, it's got it's the tusk. To, yeah. It's got the tusk and the red face, yet, you know, again, another couple pages later, when Wonder Woman is um, is saved by uh, Frankenstein, she mm-hmm. crumbles the mask.
2: See, I don't know if that's the same mask, because I didn't think Wonder Woman's version of it covered her
3: eyes. Nope, it covers the eyes. If you flip to those yep. those pages later, it does show that, which, again, makes me wonder Weird. that you know what's going on. And so they're putting all these trophies in a rocket ship very much right. like uh the final days of uh of Krypton, Krypton where they're about to fire everything off. Right. And then we jump back in time to the moment where everybody's fighting the metal men from Earth 44. It's this whole jumping in time that I think is to me is probably the most bothersome. Or See, the I, or the rollback eyes of of Supergirl. I don't know what.
2: Uh she was being zapped by a zappy ray there.
3: But is that Lex Luthor Gar. and Savannah being evil or are they doing good and she just caught, got caught in the crossfire? I'm not sure. It's not clear,
2: but it, it's in not, a way, that's it's the not. Problem. In a way, that's not the point. I mean, yes, it's not clear, but it's also, you know, we don't need to know about this. I think uh, something that my friend Tom said a long time ago sticks with me when you're telling a story about a war you don't necessarily talk about what happened to every single individual soldier in every single individual battle. You're generally looking at overarching strategies and the generals and, you know, the movers behind it. Right. So the battle with, you know, whether Savannah was being Savannah or whether Savannah was being, you know, a human isn't really as important as the fact that, hey, that's Savannah.
3: Yeah. All right. I, you then, know, I mean, it's to me, it's just a little odd that, we, you know, already twice... In these many pages, we've seen them jumping forward and backward in time, and then we jump backwards again to where Superman is confronting Darkseid, who's been shot by Bruce Wayne or Batman, who supposedly was hit by the Omega Sanction in the last Sanctioned.
4: issue. Sanctioned.
3: Now, when we get to the end of this Sanctioned. issue, I'll talk about that that Omega Sanction one more time. But here, essentially, uh, Darkseid's gone batty, so to speak. Yeah, he's well. Darkseid's
2: never really had a full deck. He's he's always been running on a lean mixture. Yeah. The cheese has been dangerously close to sliding off of Darkseid's trisket on a number of occasions. So <laughs> I'm not at all frightened to see Darkseid go wacky in the wiki-woo. Now, you know, if you'd have said something like Metron flipped out, eh, maybe. But, I mean, Darkseid is one of those characters where even when he's
3: ranting – yeah, here, here at least, he's ranting in a way that seems dangerous. Well, he, he almost like he's almost rabid. I expect to, you know slobber or something to be coming out of his mouth. You know, like Superman. Oh, you know, all just right, kill right. me, kill me, and I'll, you will be the enemy of the world.
2: Kill me, and I will rise again, more powerful than you can
3: ever imagine. That wrong character, right? Same no, guy. All right. All right. Uh, but then he orders then, his his legion of minions to attack Superman, which is foolish because everyone knows that Superman can't be taken down by mere mortals, even if they and, are infused with the anti life equation.
2: Exactly, and minions are really just small onions. So
3: <laughs> I think, and you know what happens?
2: <laughs> maybe you know what happens. The guy with the weird a
3: <laughs> What's that?
2: The Lady of Shallots, I believe, was her name.
3: Isn't that the one? Whenever that there's a, a crisis, that came we got out of lake? we
2: got to kill us a flash. Well, There's a crisis, we kill us a flash. I mean, zero hour, Wally died, and air quotes. And, of course, this issue plays with that in that at a pivotal moment in the narrative, we see the embodiment of death chasing both flashes at a dead run. And Barry is essentially going, ha-ha, it's a crisis. They're going to kill a flash, but we can use it to our advantage. Neener, neener.
3: Okay, now here's a problem that I have with this. Somebody had mentioned this before, and it's not something that I posted in my review up on Major Spoilers, but uh, all of the New Gods are dead. Why is the Black Racer still alive? In fact, in the Death of the New Gods series, which Grant Morrison disavows and says it really didn't happen, and said DC Uh, wasn't doing what he told them to do, the Black uh, Racer was (laughs) the first character to die in that series. Well, the
2: Black Racer was an embodiment of death. The character that Jack Kirby actually used to, as the... Harold or the the vessel of the Black Racer was the person who died, ah, okay. um, Sergeant somebody or other. But even in that first appearance back in the Forever People, it was implied that the, the Racer existed before this character. He was just the latest uh, vessel or vehicle ah, for okay. the essence of the Racer. And
3: it, okay, so that makes sense. And so Darkseid is going to fire this god bullet at Superman and kill him, essentially. But because right. Barry... And Wally are running so fast, they approach the point in time where I don't know, time opens up the, the time rift or something.
2: At light speed, time stops.
3: Yeah, and so I just love this Flashback. moment. I just love this moment where Darkseid fires the bullet, you see this blue streak, and Superman's just standing there going, Barry Allen? Like how could he see somebody that fast at the He's speed of light? Well, of course, I I guess. Just like Two pages earlier, he, was... he
2: points out that he, yeah, he, he recognizes could... Darkseid's DNA. Yeah. <laughs> Which
3: I was like, what the F?
2: I've um... memorized the DNA spirals <laughs> of every person that I know.
3: But the fact that these guys are running so fast...
4: By the way, that, that piss pisses low as Lane off when he's looking at another
2: woman's DNA. <laughs> yeah. Look but... at the spirals on her. <laughs> that her
3: introns is... are really happening, if you know what I mean. God, but these guys are running so fast that... Darkseid is literally caught in their wake of what appear to be Omega Beams and the Black Racer. And Black Racer, it's implied that that is how Darkseid dies. Black Racer right. took his life. And then in the next panel, Aquaman appears, returns from wherever he's been all these couple of years, and then does nothing. Except fight the same Gen- guy that he always fights.
2: He's, he's fighting, though. He's fighting, and there he is. And he's wearing an orange chainmail shirt. And can I
3: just say...
2: I am Aquaman.
3: Thank you. All right. You can't see his and, hand. And again, though. remember how I said about changing the channels? No, yes. this is old school Aquaman. Oh. Yeah, this it's and just you'll... like that. You're flipping the channels right at a pivotal b- moment, or if you're someone from uh, uh, Arizona and you were watching the Super Bowl right at the touchdown, it flips over to ten seconds of porn and then comes back. That's what this hey, is. That's good for that. Me. This is your ten seconds of Aquaman porn. Nice. Well,
2: and the thing about it is if you look at Aquaman closely in this panel, Mm -hmm. this isn't just old school Aquaman. This is like Super Friends Aquaman that we haven't seen since probably 1997.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's That's cool. I mean, that's kind of cool. But again, just to throw that in with no explanation is just silly.
2: Those are the sea devils with him, by the way, if you look closely.
3: Awesome. And so then we jump forward in time after Darkseid has died, (laughs) right? and we see uh, Superman sitting in Metron's chair, trying to remember the uh, miracle machine that he saw in issue six, which apparently was destroyed back in the Silver Age, but somehow came back after somebody barfed it up. And then we just have appearances of characters simply to say, hey, here are some other characters from the DC universe. I sure
2: am kid devil. And I
3: am is, Green Lantern, and I am somebody in, an, in a, uh, a mecha El va
2: arrancar el tiempo, esto es lo que me han dicho, vivieron el mundo con un hombre así.
3: Which I believe means the cattle are dying. Is that what it means? I don't know. No. Is it even done correctly? <laughs> um,
4: the first part of it is like he's going to tear time apart. This is what he told me. That makes sense. The second part um, doesn't make sense because I think it's supposed to be an exclamation: "To live in a world with a man like this, kind of like ah, to so see such so a thing like, happen." Kind of. He's thing. referring back but, to Superman. But it's but, a transliteration rather yeah, than the, a translation. Yeah, the way
3: it's written is just saying "to live in a world with a man like this." Ah, okay. And then we see uh, Lex Luthor and Savannah being all goody-goody again, which makes me believe that they were helping out Supergirl back when the metal men went berserkers. Could be. And then we see what happens to Checkmate. They're done for. Then we see the Atom and the Atom doing something with a beacon, and then they're done for. And then everyone inside Checkmate is done. The Black Gambit is failing, which we never knew what that was. And then we jump up to the Watchtower, where the big battle occurred last issue, and everybody's dying. Oh, there's no gravity. Heat's down to 5%. Oh, look, Ali, we made it. We did it. Now, are they (laughs) dead? Are they dead? Do they Well, they have their own book.
2: I'm going to vote no.
3: (laughs) Let's see. And then, of course, we've got the the super uh, awesome super team. The most awesome super bat. This tunnel that's been created from a boom tube actually is where we see the merging of or begin to see this merging of a couple of different universes. This Black Gambit where they were, my take is, this is where they're trying to, sh- to move everybody to this different Earth. And then we jump to this weird panel again where Supergirl is telling us the story. Like a bedtime yeah, it, story. In, in past
2: tense, no less. It's yeah, the same it's, problem <laughs> I had with Secret Invasion number eight. You're telling the story as it already happened. And granted, we know that it's you know, not going to be the end of DC Universe and no more comics and thank you drive through. Thanks, kids. Try the veal, you know, but telling a story like this in past tense undermines whatever suspension of disbelief we have. Right. That there's actual danger
3: to the characters. Well, but there still may be because this is only how maybe the world collapsed into those four parts of of the Watchtower and Fortress of Solitude and whatever, because we see the awesome, super fun team. Mm-hmm. Get caught in this tunnel, and the only way to sever the connection is for Hawkman and Hawk Girl to go in and blow it up and apparently die. Which is why I said that Hawkman's helmet was in that trophy case, you know, 20 panels before, 20 pages before. Seems like yeah. 20 pages, it's only really been three. We see a bunch of people arriving on Commandee's Earth, the future.
2: Earth 51.
3: We see a bunch of superheroes inside the bleed deciding what they're going to do. Right. We see... A well, bunch of
2: supermen, I might add.
3: Yes. And, and there, Renee. by the
2: way, is Apollo. Yes, okay. Fourth from the left. Mm-hmm,
3: Fourth the left, yeah. And then Renee says, oh, I'm sorry, Uberman. I think your, your, your superwoman is dead. And then we cut to him going, no, wait, she's already dead. She was locked up in, a, uh, in, in uh, the Checkmate's castle. So how could he be holding her and crying like what we would have seen in... in? It's
2: an homage to uh, Crisis, Crisis on Infinite. I know, exactly,
3: it doesn't make any sense. Even Morrison is breaking his own, what he's set up before. But then Wonder Woman arrives to beat up Superman because Darkseid still isn't dead. And, and here's the thing that explains
2: up. what I think they were trying to do. When Luthor says Libra was the anti-life equation and now he's not. Libra, I think, was supposed to represent the equation given life, but it was never explicitly stated or in any way really hinted or communicated in any way, shape, or form to where I gave a rat's ass. So (laughs) I I would have to call that maybe message failed.
3: Okay. I don't know. So so we see Wonder Woman, and you're right here, Matthew. The mask is only covering half her face. Right. And we see her glowing eyes, and Lex Luthor is like, ha-ha, Superman, you're down and out. What are you going to do now? And then we cut again back to the future, where Supergirl back and Wonder future. Woman are telling yes. the children a bedtime story. And she says, well, let me tell you how I met Frankenstein. And Frankenstein comes in and chomps Wonder Woman, and they beat the crap out of everybody. And uh, Superman and Lex Luthor decide to team up. And, boy, I'm sure glad that Morrison... Didn't set up the plot point to where Lex Luthor is seen as the savior of the event mm-hmm. and thus everyone trusts him in the new rebuilding of the world. <laughs> Wouldn't and that be he cool? He goes on to be the leader of, of the country or something weird like that.
2: He's going to start his own Dark Justice League with yes, Bizarro, <laughs> and uh, instead of Black Lightning, they're going to have White Lightning. Nice. So then we he, jump- Every time he shoots his lasers, he gets a little bit drunker. So we just, but then, then Soto is <laughs> so his, his opponent. So every every fight ends up with them just slapping at each other, going, I just defended. Never mind. Or hugging.
3: Then hugging we, and slapping. You're
4: my
2: best villain, man. <laughs>
3: I love you, man. Then we get to this point where we see what happens at the end of the bedtime story. You're shrunk down into an ice cube tray and put away for whatever reason, again, is not explained. They're saving the earth.
2: They're saving the humans of the Earth in ice cube trays. Like, um, it's important to have the ice cube trays and
3: things. Why? Why, though? Why can't they just save mill the around? People. Why can't they just mill around? They're going to freeze them. So they won't be freaked out. But there's only, like, ten more pages left in the issue. It's not like you're going to be in the freezer for that long. Just shut
2: up and dance, <laughs> Steve.
3: So here's comes the problem, though. We then get to Wonder Woman. And now she's right. holding the mask that was on her face, but it's a full mask, not the half mask. But that's uh, Nubia. Is it Nubia? That's
2: that's that's the African American
3: Wonder Woman fighting in the middle of the page. All right, let's see here. No, because Nubia is doesn't wear this little girdle dress thing. Okay? And that, is, we, that is newbie, I'm telling you. No, look. Go back a page to where Frankenstein's dog is chomping at Wonder Woman, and notice that she's wearing that little girdle dress warrior outfit, and then we flip forward, oh. and the, there's that girdle dress warrior outfit again. I, That's have, a a, terrible I have a theory. Aspect. Okay. All What's
4: right. that? Go back, what, two pages uh-huh. to the one where it doesn't look like a full mask? Uh-huh. Look at her brow. It's a coloring error.
3: Yeah, but it's been that uh, way since the beginning, though. Has it? Yeah. Could be. Well, I, I, I,
2: you that may be right so because funny. I mean, in the next panel, the reason I'm looking at it is it looks like the skin tone is designed darker, to be. But
3: she's crowned. backlit. Number well, one. But and Superman and is bit. the same
2: way in the next panel. And so in the yeah. panel, probably,
4: in the panel where he gets, where she gets chomped by a dog, it looks like a
3: full mask.
2: Yeah. So Ur. maybe it's a an artistic consistency
3: thing. Well, and also. Well, did every did other Monke page appears to be drawn by a different does person. Doesn't this thing have well, like five? Yeah, artists? that's what I was going to say. There's five artists on this thing. We've got uh, Doug Monkey did the pencils, but we've got Tom Nguyen, Drew Gers, uh, Garassi, Christian Alame, Debra. Norm Rampmold, Rampmund, Rodney Ramos, Ramp. Doug Monkey, and Walden Wong all doing inks. So there are a billion different people doing this. Walden Wong. It's my next kid's name. That's a great name. So. That's a do you get the impression that uh, when they shrunk these people down to ice cubes that Superman is putting them into the Miracle Machine?
2: Well, I, I honestly haven't even the slightest idea what it What's means. What's going
3: on? But, you know, Darkseid, when we go to the next page, Darkseid isn't dead. His uh, techno spirit is still around.
2: Techno spirit, do-do-do, techno spirit.
3: And then, uh, then Superman explains, hey, man. You know, the whole multiverse must vibrate together, like this song, like an orchestra. Everything's just vibrating, and counter-vibrations will cancel them out. And then he belts out, what's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Actually,
2: if you read music, those notes are very clearly, and she's buying a to have Rodrigo, do
3: you have a thought?
4: Um, where'd you come from? Where'd you go? Where'd you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Hey there,
3: delighted. sorry that that might have been that might be the song that destroys the universe. And that is why Darkseid hates music. Yeah.
2: <laughs> See, no, wait. I just want to point out that Superman saved the day by going on American Idol. Apparently.
3: <laughs> so then we get to this point where Superman. Sa- yeah, that's it. <laughs> Apparently, the Superman song shatters the rest of the universe because you see everything blowing up a la Die Hard. And then on the next page, he's like, hey, wait a minute. This chair that I've been sitting in has been holding Element X this entire time, the fire of the gods. And then this weird shit happens where all of a sudden we got this vampire guy and a vampire version of Ultraman with Supergirl slung over the shoulders going, come closer. I need to eat you raw. I wonder
2: if he's a Red Lantern.
3: No, Bleh. you know who he is? He's a monitor. Apparently from the Earth where Red Rain takes place. Batman Red oh. Rain, the vampire okay. guy. But the only way you know about this, his name is... Is if
2: you read Superman Beyond 3D Grill in the Dark Flying Monkey?
3: Yes! Now why not just make this a nine-issue series and shove those two Superman parts in there To tell a story.
4: Why not just make this a series that makes sense? (laughs) Why? Why, 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 why? Touché,
2: my friend, touché. Uh, Because that that
3: would probably cut into sales. But Mandrake says that he is the dark, and Superman says, but I am a battery containing light, so I'm going to restart the universe. And we see Superman's hand. Now, again, this doesn't make sense to me. Now, maybe in his restarting of the universe, he resets things to moments before he sang. But I do like this panel. And I don't know if it's an implication of something. Remember when um, one of the very first Owens looked back into time and and shattered the universe? Krona. Krona. Remember every time that we see the beginning of the universe, there's this big hand just floating out there in the spiral? If yeah. we turned up, if we turned upside down this panel, then it almost looked like Superman could be that. Superman's hand could be that hand that Krona sees at the beginning of the universe.
2: So you're saying Superman is Jesus?
3: Well, he is uh, here to save every one of us. God spells that at first. No, you're thinking of Flash Gordon. Oh, oh, okay. Well, but this is the other thing. Uh, they mentioned later, and I, I don't remember where it's at. But they mentioned that there's a black hole at the beginning of the universe. And at this moment where everything takes place, it is very black and dark. Yeah. But I may be reading too much into this. But at one moment, the entire universe has been shattered because there was only one Earth left. Right. And then Superman waves his magic hand. And then suddenly there are these big bugs flying towards the Green Lantern impounded Earth, and everything's fine again. Dun, da, What the F?
2: Oh, come on. Let's get to the next page, which is like the best page in the whole issue. You know what?
3: This is the best page of the whole issue because it features Afro Superman.
2: Yeah. Sunshine Superman is his name. Is
3: that his name?
2: That is his name. He's from Enelman.
3: How many of these guys can you name?
2: uh, Mr. Majestic is above uh, Captain Marvel's right shoulder. Right. Um, Let's see. I was looking for the Superman of Tangent Earth. He doesn't seem to be there. No, he's
3: not there, which is odd. You'd think that Harvey Dent would show up in this, but oh, apparently wait. not. You'd That's think. Lincoln? What's that? Uh, yeah. Apollo. Apollo is there.
2: Of course. Captain Marvel of Earth-5. 5. Earth-5 5 is actually a reference to Earth-S, which, right. which existed in free crisis. Right. Um, here's one that I think is kind of funny. If you look, Superman? If you look uh, to the left of Sunshine Superman, uh-huh. above the arm of the red-haired Superman with the blue glove, you'll see a blue Superman with a yellow U on his chest. That is actually Ultiman from Big Bang Comics.
3: Oh, the one that's, wait, to the to the upper right behind his afro?
2: Yell- it's actually to the, the other left, Stephen.
3: Okay, I'm Go trying to directly see the... to Sunshine Superman's
2: left, right. and you'll see a man in a blue suit oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. yellow, yellow cape. cape.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Now, here's the thing. Big Bang Comics is not owned by DC. It was not authorized or created by DC, but there's
3: Ultiman. I like that. Now, wasn't guy... Sentry also supposed to be in here from the Marvel Universe? Um, I don't know. Do you see Sentry? Well, that's what somebody implied, that he uh, he makes an appearance here.
2: I believe they may have been looking at Sunshine Super or actually at Ultiman, but I don't know. Let's see. Uh, I if you look directly above Sunshine Superman, uh huh, that's very clearly Omega the Unknown, right? Okay, who was kind of a Superman riff in and of himself. Steve uh, Steve Gerber always said that Sunshine Superman was, or excuse me, that Omega the Unknown was uh, kind of a riff on that. I don't see anyone who's obviously meant to be Sentry. Okay, I think the guy. Well, there's the Nazi Superman. There's the guy with the uh, black curl on the front of his hair, which looks familiar. Let's that, see. That would be the Uberman. Uberman. And if you look uh, up in the upper right, you can see the... Uh, yeah, the, the Red Sun Superman. The Red Sun Superman from uh, oh, yeah. I don't know, Earth, Kami. Yeah. yeah. From Commune Earth. Yeah. And then the you know guy- Go ahead. The guy to the right of Barack Obama, Superman? Yeah. With the mask and the hook or the hoop on his chest? Yes. Looks familiar, too. Would that
3: be a Green Lantern Superman from an uh, uh, Elseworlds series?
2: Boy, you got me.
3: Okay. What the I art like, isn't really clear enough. What I like, though, is uh, Grant Morrison must be listening to a lot of music in this because then he belts out, maybe which is maybe appropriate for this issue as we're trying to usher in a new age. He starts belting out, "Let the sunshine, let the sunshine in, the sunshine in." Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh- and let's get to the next page, because the wonder that is the wonder of wonders okay. takes place. Okay, so here, now
3: this is this is what builds this all up. Here we have this fantastic double-plage spell, Ash, of all these supermen Superman. from all the universes. And then Nick shows up and says, hey, wait a minute, Mandrake. Here at my right is Superman, which he's not in that panel. And next to him are some exiled 35 animals, or 35 animals that you overlooked. Snap. Captain... Mother effing carrot,
2: ladies and gentlemen. The rabbit is back.
3: Yeah, but he was already
2: back, though. No, he wasn't. Yeah, they had a at whole the, series, the, like, not end of their, At the end of their miniseries, they were brought to New Earth, and they were transformed into regular animals. Oh, okay. That's what the whole thing is about. Pig iron is there as well. And the poodle. Yankee poodle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who I miss is Ali Catabra, but what are you going to do?
3: But then, uh, then not only does Captain Carrot... And the zoo crew show up. Not only do all these Superman show up, but the angels from heaven show up, as well as the Green Lanterns. Right. And then Nix, uh, then uh, Vampire uh, Monitor says, Nix, my son? How can it be anything else, father? Nix-Ultan, I'm your father. <laughs> and then so we have this, you're expecting for this big, powerful battle to take place. And what happens? Green Lantern drives a spike through his chest and kills him. Freaking hell, Jordan. <laughs> Way to go, Hal Jordan. He's always so anticlimactic.
4: I know it's your building.
1: What are we gonna
3: do against
4: this guy? Punch him in the face. (laughs) Exactly.
2: Now, was anybody else entertained by the whole the the upshot of the whole thing? Nick Swanton holding up Ultraman's body. No one f with the Judge of All Evil. Come on, yeah. That that's like a wrestling promo right there. Yeah. Nicks should go work for Vince McMahon. Nick
4: Suotan
3: does sound like a wrestler name. Listen we... it. <laughs> yeah, it does actually. And then we uh, jump forward, apparently in time, and Earth has been restored by this event somehow Florida. that so we Florida. don't know. Everybody's been thawed. Uh, uh, they're singing along to the ninety-nine Luft balloons. Uh, what was nine it? Ninety-nine Sieg Luftballons. Nina. <laughs> Nina. <laughs> And uh, then we get this nice little, and let's honor the friends that we lost. There's the Batman cowl. There's a pyramid, which apparently is supposed to represent Hawkman, although I thought the feathers would have been a better representation. I think the feathers may represent Hawk Girl. Oh, okay. Who knows? And then as we zoom out from the Earth, we see uh, Metron's symbol that he gave to, uh, to Anthro at the beginning of the series is marked on the Earth, and that is how everybody became... Uh, free again and then uh we jump to the monitors up in their little tower talking about the the uh a giant gumball machine yes
2: (laughs) if you place a quarter within (laughs) chewing shall ensue
3: and so nix is explaining the aftermath which again is the anti aftermath
2: comes lunch if i'm not mistaken (laughs) and then social studies (laughs)
3: I love this shot, though. There's a kind of a nice panel where you've got all the Green Lanterns and heroes all trying to pull the Earths back, apparently, into their respective universes. It's just one of those things. Grant
2: Morrison likes to chain people to planets. I'd like to He did it in, in his a run on JLA. He did, did it in his run universe. on Animal Man.
3: Then we see Barry back, and everybody's happy. And then uh, then they're saying, well, Nix, you can, you can come back and be our friend again. He goes, oh, no, I'm going to decline. And then we jump to Earth Fifty One, this deserted Earth where the new gods are coming back, and yet again, why is Orion's girdle girdle sitting there when it's clear that Orion died on New Earth? Unless they're that's implying the that ast-
2: that's the astroglider. First of all, okay, no no astroglide jokes. And secondly, <laughs> if you look at the reborn. New Gods in that next panel. Yes. You'll notice that Orion is the only one not there. So maybe he's dead dead. Orion was born on Apocalypse and raised by High Father on New Genesis. Right. So I think I think the implication with the little flower there is that Orion was the one who actually had to die. Ah, so that New Genesis
3: o- could be reborn on Apocalypse.
2: Exactly. Orion was basically the seed of Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And the whole argument of nature versus nurture would, you know, would Orion grow up under the High Father's hand to be a good person was proven to be yes. The problem was even under Darkseid's control, Mr. Miracle also grew up to be a good person. So the answer is yes. Nature versus nurture. We vote yes.
3: And we realize that uh, the Command D, Earth-51, all of the Kirby creation essentially has Mm -hmm. been shunted over to Earth-51 Except, I would bet, the demon Etrigan, who is probably still on our Earth. And, you know, give it a year, people, and I'm sure you're going to see the new gods back on our Earth. Meh. Now, I've seen some people comment on this, and correct me if I'm wrong, but do the monitors represent comic book readers?
2: (laughs) I believe the monitors are meant to represent um, dumbness.
3: Well, I mean, it's just kind of interesting that here here the monitors are all complaining about our stories are being written. We're here doing these things. Vampire monitors represents the fan that is sucking the life out of comics. And here is this new generation of monitors that are coming in and and changing this new Lord.
2: Could you overthink this a little more?
3: No, it's not me. I'm just saying what other people have said. Here's a problem with that reading. This
4: whole thing is such a huge throwback. I mean, everything on here—you have to be aware of comics from you know ten to twenty years ago, thirty years ago, maybe to thirty years ago, seventy years ago. So saying like, "Here is the future," "Here is the new reader," the new read—this is not accessible to a new reader. That reading
3: is problematic for me. Except that the new reader comes in and says, "You know what? F you all." All I guess that's true. I'm killing all the monitors, and with the kiss on the forehead, all the monitors are wiped out, and it suddenly we've realized that this final crisis isn't about the heroes or the comic books or us. It's the final crisis for the monitors. Dun, dun,
2: dun.
3: Oh, excuse me yeah. for the yawn there. And then we hit our epilogue. All right. So in our epilogue. Actually, it's pronounced epilogue. Okay. In the epilogue, <laughs> we see a very old man who is Anthro. I don't care what anybody says. This is Anthro. My name is Anthro. Morrison has said this is Anthro, but now he's a very old man. In the background, we see that rocket that was fired from the last point on uh, on Earth when, when Jimmy and Lois and everybody shot it out into space. So the question becomes, does this take place in the past where Anthro has just aged and the rocket has somehow traveled up that black hole uh, gravity well to the past? Or has Anthro lived the entire his entire life of all eternity and thus becomes the greatest of all immortals before he dies. I'm taking this as we're still in the past because Anthro, regardless of how civilization changed, would not be still walking around with a club and a quiver of arrows. Do you have a guess on when this, when this takes place in time? No.
4: I'm saying it's the
3: past, and here's why I say it's the past. Because as Anthro lays down and dies, somebody rests a utility belt on his chest, and we cut to a shadowy figure drawing a bat on the cave wall, and his shadows look like a bat. Now, I've been told that Sonny Sumo, when he was struck by the Omega Sanction... Everybody thought in the present that he was dead, but in reality, he traveled to the past to live out his life in feudal Japan. Hmm. So this is why I believe that Batman has been sent to the past to live out his days.
4: And the body actually belonged to
3: vampire Batman. There you go. This is my whole point of this final closing panel. F you, Mr. Morrison, F you, because you've led us through an entire year where you've been telling and DC has been telling us, oh, we're going to kill Batman, we're going to kill Batman, and not one flippin' issue after you kill him, you show that he's, he's back. Nobody
2: said they were going to kill Bruce Wayne.
3: Well, that's true, but Bruce Wayne is Batman, so therefore Batman is still alive.
2: I don't know. If you read comics over the last 15 or 20 years, there's a very clear message. And the message is Batman and Bruce Wayne are separate entities. And I really hate the fact when people bring up the whole, well, Batman is the real character and Bruce Wayne is the mask. So I think to some degree – Maybe what Morrison is saying is we're killing the cult of Batman. We're killing the whole Batman. Real, I didn't. Now, maybe it's just me because I didn't care for that. I don't care for that interpretation. Well, plus you
3: don't care for Batman. I think it's but... obnoxious. <laughs>
2: I like Batman. I like Batman a lot when written well. The problem I have with Batman is in the 60s, after the TV series, every Batman issue had that moment where he would reach into his utility belt and bring out the bat shark repellent or yes. something – Something equally ridiculous that just happened to be perfect. Right. And people mock that as being campy and stupid. And yet we do the same thing now with this whole conceit that give him 15 minutes and he can prepare to fight anybody. It's a ridiculous theorem. It's, it's well, an
3: unworkable theorem. We knew that. And it
2: sets us up for inevitable problems down the line in that you can't have it both ways. Either Batman is not a superhuman – or Batman can prepare for any and every eventuality, including hand-to-hand combat with Darkseid, which, by the way, happened in Superman Batman number 13.
3: And in Final Crisis
2: number 6. He went hand—no, I'm talking old-school
3: Darkseid. Side oh, yeah. to the face,
2: yeah. 400-pound rock man who punched out Block, who took down Superman, who beat Lobo to the pulp. Batman fought him with an exoskeleton that he happened to have in the trunk of his car that
3: day. <laughs> I did like this issue much better than the previous issue, by only about a half a star more. I think I always that. Well, it did kind of grow on me, but it's still a a terrible series. So do works. Yeah, I know, and I feel that Final Crisis needs to be lanced off and relegated to the trash heap. There have been worse crises. (laughs) Zero zero (laughs) Hour was worse. You think? Yeah, zero hour was horrific.
2: Zero hour had no
3: through line at all. Well, that's this because this is when the glimpses.
2: Yeah, this has glimpses of greatness, and like I say, it feels like I don't know if you've ever heard of a uh, a of, uh, a book called Flatland. Yes, Alan Moore references Flatland a lot in his book, where the main character is Mister Square. Right. And he exists in two dimensions, and he has three-dimensional friends, but he only sees them where they interact, his two-dimensional plane. So if you push your fingers into a two-dimensional plane, Mr. A-square will see four little circles. Right. Final Crisis feels like that. It feels like my three-dimensional mind trying to comprehend something four-dimensional. Yes, it's confusing, and yes, I don't know what's coming next or what really occurred or transpired to save the universe, but... If you'll recall in 86, issue 12 of Crisis on Infinite Earths came out right. with a clear message that this is the rules and the rules will not be broken and this is how the universe works. And it took them all of about 45 seconds to realize that they hadn't thought of everything Yeah, and start with the retconning. So at least here, when the retconning starts, we can say retcon, that's not a retcon. Uh, you just you know it. It it, it was something you misread. (laughs) It happened in between panels. You know, in between that panel where Batman was a a French mime. Yeah. And where Superman grew the Salvador Dali mustache. He's the Superman of Earth thirty-five. You know, whatever is going on there, they have set it up to where we can now. We can organically build without having to say, oh, well, we said that, but that's not true anymore. We said there was a Hawkman, but there really wasn't. Yeah. And now there's a new story we want to tell that it, it, you know, has to
3: have no Hawkman. I don't think Hawkman's dead, by the way. I can't wait until we get to the, uh, to the Batman series where Doc Brown shows up in the DeLorean claiming that we have to go back in time to uh, bring back Batman back to the future.
2: Well, Doc Brown is a copyrighted character, so it'll probably be Rip Hunter.
3: Yep, maybe. Or Booster Gold.
2: Or Cosmic Boy.
3: Or Booster Gold.
2: Cosmic Boy has a history of showing up in a time below.
3: All right, and on that note, the bell has rung. It is time to uh, wrap this. It's the cloister bell. It's time to wrap this issue up, and thanks for joining us. We hope you got something out of Final Crisis, (laughs) because I'm not sure that we did
1: a major spoiler, what a major spoiler, if I'm a star Raven it's like a man of iron, I might not be surprised to find that I might actually have the heart cold to follow an entire storyline, but would I really even need, to read upon all those escapades, I mean who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe, but the downside is such a beast, being shot up in a fine being in the middle east, with a gangsta and throwing soldier, what a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler. Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: What a major spoiler.